Hello and welcome to tonight's podcast. My name is Hermione Bryce, a student from New Jersey studying interdisciplinary studies at um, GSAS. Excellent. And I'm Tom Ellett. I am the other co-host and I serve as the Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. Hermione, how are you tonight? I am awesome. It's I'm, pretty cold outside, but I'm great. <laughs> it is cold outside. I'm really excited. Third year. What made you want to be a RA third time around? I love the residents, I love the experiences, and I love Carlisle. <laughs> you love Carlisle. And tell us, what's the new thing in Carlisle outside your window when you're looking down? Uh, we have a lawn. You have a lawn. <laughs> we do. They've been fighting for years to create that courtyard. Yes. And look today. Are students using it? Uh, they are. It's a great experience. People are having picnics out there, just having fun. Okay. What's been the best program that you have put on in your two and a half years here? Oh my gosh, a macaroon baking class. So tell me quickly, what's the best flavor for macaroons? Definitely the vanilla. Okay. I love that. You love that. Very Har basic, but safe. Hard to make? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> well, hopefully the residents enjoyed it as much as you enjoyed it. Yeah, they loved it. That's great. Uh, how is the senior staff there? Um, amazing. Everyone gets along very well. It's really a big happy family over there. I'm glad to hear it. Last night I delivered Bear Burger to your staff. Hopefully they enjoyed that. Yes, thank you so much. It was delicious. You are most welcome. We have a big guest tonight. Who do we have? Um, today our guest is Doug Booth, who served as an RA for Coral Tower under Katie Bazang and David Lopez during the 2011 to 2012 academic year. Welcome. Hello. Doug. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, this is my first podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. You're not, you know, don't do this regularly then. I don't. I would like to, though. This is full circle right There now. you go. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> excited. I haven't been down here in a long time. Well, tell us what you're doing now. Sure. So I'm a manager for buying and planning, overseeing uh, the women's line at Brooks Brothers at the moment. It's interesting because as... Whenever I say I work for women's at Brooks Brothers, people always tell me they didn't know Brooks Brothers had women's. So we're basically trying to change that. We've hired Zach Posen, who is a well-known American designer, to be our creative director. And so we're really just trying to boost that up and give ourselves a name in, in the women's brand. Um, and really trying to acquire a new, younger customer on top of our traditional customer as well. What does a, a, a normal day look like for you in the work that you do? I'm what they call the accountant for the brand, or what I like to call the accountant for the brand. So the design team and the merchandisers come up with this fantastic vision, and I basically figure out how we can make money. So I kind of take their vision and make sure that we have all of those key pieces that we need in order to service our customer, but I also make sure that we are making them at an appropriate cost, that we're selling them for the right, um, for the right price, and that we have enough inventory to sustain the business. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What was your major while you were here? I was actually an international relations major. Wow. Um, I studied abroad in Ghana, which was really, really great, but it was actually in Ghana that I realized that this might not be sort of my path, ultimately. So I loved it. I got an amazing education, but kind of halfway through realized that I might want to pivot a little bit. And what was that inspiration that got you into fashion? This is... This is so funny. Do you remember that show, The Hills? Absolutely. On MTV? <laughs> no, I you don't. You don't know this show? <laughs> oh, my God. So it was about Lauren Conrad, and she was on the show called Laguna Beach. It was a reality show on MTV, and she moved to L.A. to pursue a career in fashion. And that was actually the first time I kind of discovered that you could actually get paid to do that. Um, I had two uh, public relations agencies reach out to me, and that's kind of where it all started. 
who would have thought from going around the world and, and studying international relations to fashion? Yeah, there you go. But fashion is something that cuts across Absolutely. the world. Yeah. So I definitely, at the end of the day, my education in inter- the international relations program at NYU is very math driven and very statistics driven. So I kind of took a pivot into public relations in fashion, but found myself still kind of craving that numbers mm-hmm. uh, perspective. And that's eventually how I ended up in buying. So I like to say that I really loved my education. I just needed sort of to look at it in a different perspective, in a different perspective. Is there a big difference between the men's fashion world and the women's fashion world? Yes. However, it's interesting because I started at Ralph Lauren, and I'm at Brooks Brothers now. And so any company you normally go to will probably be about 80% women's, 20% men's. In At Brooks Brothers and Ralph, it's the exact opposite. It's 80% men's and 20% women's. And so it's, it's difficult to be a men's driven company because men shop less and that's the hard fact, right? Because women are always um, hunting down the trend. A lot of times with men, they wanna come in, they wanna buy a shirt, they are there to buy a shirt and that's that and then they wanna leave. So with women, women can walk into a room and will say, um, I don't know what I want, but it's nothing here. And they'll just leave and you'll say, oh gosh, how did we, how did we miss them? Um, men will come in and will not leave the store until they have that pair of pants that they're looking for. So sometimes it's actually better to offer men less and it's actually better to offer women more. So that's a really interesting comparison. Never knew that. There Thank you, you go. For that education. There you yes, go. I appreciate it. And I can vouch for that as a There woman. you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's jump back to your time at Washington Square. Mm-hmm. Did you always want to be an RA? Yes. Wow. From like the, I remember vividly my first night I was terrified I was like what did I get myself into where did you live I lived in Reuben Hall fifth floor shout out Reuben ninth floor oh yes there you go um and the RA had that first meeting and she she was like her name was Hannah and I can't remember her last name for the life of me but um she said all right everyone relax calm down your parents are gone and you are college students And I have to be honest, I don't know that it calmed me down, but I just looked at her and I was like, that's what I want to do. What did you do extracurricularly? Uh, I was in Greek life, actually. So that was my, that was my number one priority. Which fraternity? I was in Zeta Beta Tau. That sounds really amazing. Well, what was it like to work on a staff at NYU? Oh, it was so fun. So that was, I think that was the first reason why I wanted to do it, is I saw that community of RAs. Like, I saw how tight they were and how bonded they were, and I was really, really interested in that at at first. And so that's what was so great, is you become so close because you're not just working together, you're studying together, you're living together, you're kind of working, all working towards separate goals, but then you've got that one goal in mind that you're all working towards at the same time. I loved it. Definitely a family. Absolutely, absolutely. So you got inspired during your freshman year, Mm -hmm. but you were an RA in an upper class building. Yes. What was it like then for you to build community you know, upper class students, you know, three years as yes, an RA yes. can be difficult. It's hard, right? Because a lot of them are have found their friend groups, aren't necessarily interested in those long programs and everything like that. So it was a huge challenge because I really had my heart set initially on that freshman year experience. However, when you when I got into the sophomore year, or most of my students were sophomore year students, what I found was 
it was very interesting because at the end of the day, what you're there for is to address their needs. So it's not necessarily about what I want. Absolutely. It's about what they what they want and what they need. So what I found is there were just a, what I would say is exciting is that in an upperclassman dorm, you have a wide variety of needs. You have those people that just would love you to use your budget on their toilet paper and um, hand soap, and that's that. And that's great, right? Like, if I can make anyone's life a little healthier, like, I'm down. <laughs> but you also had those people that you still had the roommate disagreements, right? You still had those people that um, were still trying to figure it out. I remember being a sophomore and still being like, what am I doing? doing so you still had those I granted not as much but what I did enjoy was definitely like helping them build resumes or helping them figure out Wasserman all that kind of advanced stuff that you might not do with freshmen I actually really enjoyed with sophomores I think that's really awesome I've experienced the same thing right so I can definitely relate but what surprised you about being an RA the fishbowl thing was by far the hardest for me. Fish I bowl? think, yeah. Can you, you know, explain that a little uh, bit? Okay, so what I was told when I was an RA is that you live in a fishbowl, right? And so everyone is watching you all the time. And so you've always, at the end of the day, don't when you're off duty, you're off duty. However, you've got to remember that you're representing the university and that you're representing your staff. And so I kind of forgot about that in the beginning and found it very odd how people would be like, oh yeah, I saw you in Boast or oh, I saw you at Kimmel or I saw you here and I was like, oh, I gotta I gotta check myself. <laughs> and it's actually really helped me in the real world to remember that even when I'm going to get a sandwich in the middle of the day, like I'm still representing the company that I work for. And so it was really finding that balance between being professional and personable that I didn't, I really thought I would have no problem with it, but I actually found it a lot harder than I expected. So you gave us one example of something that you learned and you applied mm -hmm. to what you did. What else did you gain from the position that you apply to your work, your daily work? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is that different people have different needs, right? And so, but also different people have different needs and pe different people have different ways that those needs need to be fulfilled. How do you feel like you grew, like you grew in the role? I think that I grew in the role because I, I never, and this is where things got interesting, I never really understood how much of a job I think it was going to be at first. I really thought we were all going to be just a family and life was going to be good and I everything agree. like that. Yeah, but then there is so much to manage, right? You have your weekly meetings, you have your budget, you have certain students who might you know, be you have certain roommate relationships that you've got to keep an eye on. There's a lot to juggle. And at the end of the day, you are held accountable for your floor and you are held accountable for what's going on. And so I just didn't realize how much of a job it was going to be. But by the end, I actually that's what I enjoyed the most about it was learning how to juggle that balance between having it be a job, but also having it be an experience. You talked a little bit about relationships. Can you talk about some of the people who were meaningful during your time at NYU, specifically in the residence halls, either are there RAs you worked with or BLT, building leadership team? Ah, uh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna give a shout out. <laughs> Hannah Solo is one of my best friends to this day. Uh, we met in Coral Towers. And I think that was one of the other reasons why I was so excited to be an RA because so many of the 
people that I saw on campus or people that I wanted to be friends with that were RAs and like kind of getting into the club was a great way. Like the moment I met Hannah, I was like, we're going to be best friends. Like <laughs> this is, this yeah, is I was like, you don't know it yet, but like you're stuck with me. <laughs> and um, she got married a couple months ago and I was there for that. That was really exciting. And so that was definitely, I think, you know, I have those select friendships coming out of NYU that just made it all worthwhile for me. Well, what was the best aspect of attending NYU as a whole? I would say I, it was what I really liked and what I ultimately came here for was to get that sort of independence I felt like I was missing in my life. And it made it, it was hard for the record. I got here and I was like, someone help me. I don't know (laughs) what I'm doing. But it really kind of taught me to do things on my own and What I loved about NYU is it taught you independence, but the second you learned to reach out for help or the second you um, kind of knew what you wanted but didn't really know that next step to get there, NYU was always there. So I remember going to Wasserman and being like, hey, I want to work in clothes. I have no idea what that means. There's this show that really interests me. Like, what do you got? And they're like, come this way. We, We got you. Or you go to an RA and you say, hey... I'm having a tough time. I'm not even sure how to put it into words. And it's like, well, why don't we, why don't, we don't even have to start there. Why don't we go grab coffee and, and sort of break it down. And so it really taught me how to take that first step, which is always kind of the scariest, but to do it um, with courage throughout the entire thing. So that was what was really big for me. It's time for speed round. Okay. Hit me. (laughs) Favorite NYU tradition. Favorite? Oh, uh, midnight breakfast, hands down. Did you go abroad? I did. I was in Ghana. Favorite NYU teacher? Oh, Buena de Mesquita, international politics. Ooh, best dining hall? Ah, <sighs> uh, Third North. Aww. Any celebrity sightings while at uh, NYU? Sarah Jessica Parker, sunbathing in Washington Square Park. I will never forget it. Don't forget that. There wow. you go. Any pictures? No, oh, no. Okay, okay. You gotta respect. I like to think when I become famous, I want people <laughs> to respect me. Did you have a part-time job while at NYU? I worked at Kohl's as a lifeguard. Outstanding. Yes, and that's not Kohl's, the department store. For the record. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always thought I worked at the department store. Uh, finally, what was your most memorable moment as an RA? I have to say, it was. I have so I I was a one year RA. I didn't get it the first year, and so when I didn't get it the first year, I really gave it everything I had in my application, in my interview. Like, really, I worked on my resume with Wasserman. I gave it absolutely everything I had. So that email, I'll never forget, I was in international economics, and I got that email saying, like, we would love to offer you a position, and it's still one of the... It's something I will remember for the rest of my life. Well, that's great. I have chills. (laughs) Thank you. Do you remember your moment? Absolutely. Yeah. I was home, afraid to look at my email, oh, and God. definitely just, like, almost cried. Exactly. Yeah. It was just so... And I, I do finally want to say one thing. is like, it was everything I thought it would be, and I, I mean that in the best way, because I, I, from that moment, my freshman year, I was like, this is something I want to do. And from that, like, final toast we had in our final weekly meeting, I was like, this is exactly what I thought it would be. So I had the best time. That's great. That is really amazing. We're, we were so glad to have well, you. Thank You've you been for an having amazing me. Guest, oh, Doug. good. Okay. No, we I'm loved nervous. you. You made it an RA, and now you made it as a guest on oh, RA now. Look at that. I don't know where. To, what to, what's next? 
something alum, something big, <laughs> and why you? There you go. But we really do appreciate your yeah, time that anytime. you've been here with us, and it sounds like you're doing great work in the fashion world. Thank you got to like you don't do men's stuff though, because you got to help me. I know. I, 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 I need work to on it. We're, we're, that's that's our next podcast. Okay, there, there you go. go. And Dressing let me know men. where to get my discount, please. You got it. Thank you got you. it. I'll help you out. Outstanding. Thanks again, Doug, and special thanks to my engineer Rashid Aziz and to the current professional staff and the alums of NYU like Katie Pesang and David Lopez, who assisted these great RA alums in skill acquisition along the way. If you like the show, look for more content on the website. And if you want to know the RA's favorite books, whatthey'rereading.blogspot.com, feel, feel free to tweet at me at T.E. Ellett for a shout out. Until next time, think about community, think about how you can make it better, and then go make it better.